I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? All I had to say on Tuesday night when I saw that the Broncos and Chiefs game was flexed out of primetime in week 14 <laughs> was thank you. Thank you to the NFL for doing one thing right, at least this week, giving us Dolphins and Chargers in that time spot on Sunday night football instead of seeing this Broncos team, which has not been very good as of late with Russell Wilson at quarterback, playing the Kansas City Chiefs, which will most likely be an L for Denver. This is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Courtney Cronin and Shea Cornette sitting in for the guys on this Wednesday afternoon. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. You can hit us up on the phones on the Dr. Pepper call-in line, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. So not a lot has gone right for Russell Wilson, Shay this season mm. with the Denver Broncos. This week he is looking to avoid – a four-game losing streak as a quarterback, a starter in the NFL. Second time that would have happened in his career. The Broncos have the Ravens on Sunday after losing to the Carolina Panthers this past week. And there's been a ton of fallout this season and a lot of fingers to be pointed, whether they're at Russell Wilson, whether they're at the way that the offense is being called, or whether it is a decision-making of Nathaniel Hackett. But Russ, fair or not, has received a lot of the criticism here, and there is the talk out there that some of his teammates might not be all that thrilled with him, as evidenced by Mike Purcell's explosion on the sideline, which happened in the Carolina Panthers game this past Sunday. Nathaniel Hackett, Broncos head coach, was asked today whether Russell Wilson has lost the locker room. Yeah, you know, I heard, I heard that a little bit. Uh, I mean, to me, it's all gossip. I mean, I know how this locker room, we have a fantastic locker room. Um, when you look at a guy like Russ, I mean, he, he's unbelievable. I mean, he works. I mean, I've never seen somebody work that hard. I've never seen somebody uh, try to embrace a team like he has uh, while he's here. I mean, just just from everything that he does, from walkthroughs to helping. I mean, how, how he is in the community. I mean, Russ is awesome, and, and we just need to do better as a team. It, it's that simple. And all that stuff, you know, it is, it is what it is. Um, you know, I love Russ. Okay, I understand. I understand why Nathaniel Hackett is continuing to fall on the sword for his quarterback. He's probably, or very soon to be, out of his way in Denver uh, because of the way the season has played out. But he's been the scapegoat, Shay, for Russell Wilson all season long. And the fact is, he said he had heard that. Usually, if you know I, something to not yeah. be true, you downplay it as, no, that's crazy talk. I don't know what you guys are talking about in the outside world. We have our blinders on here inside the facility. He acknowledged that he had heard the same thing. Yeah, I, I that stood out to me as well. Uh, that's the first time I heard that sound, and that's the first I had heard that a little bit was a weird thing for me to hear from a head coach, especially in regards to like a rumor mill um, about him losing the locker room, unless it's actually happened inside the locker room. Here's here's my two cents on this. Um, I think the Denver Broncos have a quarterback problem, a head coach problem, an offensive coordinator problem, a defensive coordinator problem, an injury problem, and an identity problem. And all of that mixed together gives you what you have seen from the Denver Broncos this season, which is basically poop. Okay? It's bad. I mean, it's not appealing to watch. It looks confusing. It looks like nobody's on the same page. There's nothing nuanced about it. And I think it's a big bag of bad. And when you've paid – 
head coaches, coordinators, and quarterbacks, the amount of money you've had to look like that, there's disappointment across the league and of, or across the team and across the franchise. And of course you're going to lose some guys in the locker room. You don't think there's some vets on this squad that are walking in here like, what are we doing? I can't believe that just happened out there. It would be human nature. It would be not be human nature, I should say, to have it go the other way. That makes no sense to me. And I think the Denver Broncos, from top down, from the hiring of Nathaniel Hackett to them, him hiring two off- an offensive and a defensive coordinator with no experience when you have no head coaching experience, is absolutely reckless, to then bringing in a quarterback who... I will say, yes, did leave the Seattle Seahawks and they let him walk. And maybe that's a there's a reason why there to come in and then him try and figure out how he can run an offense. No one's on the same page. You let go Melvin Gordon midseason like you had all of these problems on top of injuries. It makes no sense to me. And it's just completely disappointing. But I do think Nathaniel Hackett was, you know, I was surprised by the fact that he said he's kind of heard that a little bit too and maybe overcompensating a little bit. I love Ross. I mean, <laughs> you should have led with that if that's really how you feel. No, I agree. And the problem is Russell Wilson at this point of his career, 34 years old, he's hit a ceiling. He's no longer the scheme transcendent guy that he was for a time in Seattle. And the contract is what makes this thing so ugly. It's kind of like when Kirk Cousins yeah. signed the $84 million fully guaranteed deal in Minnesota. There came with an expectation on that. You got the first fully guaranteed contract in the NFL. You better go out and at least mm-hmm. win a playoff game your first year, let alone have Super Bowl aspirations. Now, all of that may end up panning out five years later and another con- two contract extensions on top of that. But Russ got a $245 million five-year contract extension with the Broncos that runs to the 2028 season when that trade was pulled off so the problem with that is Denver fans and everyone around the NFL is looking at this saying huh it's 2022 they have to have at least a couple more years of this before they can find a reasonable out considering how much money Russell Wilson is being paid to have 14 passing touchdowns in the NFL this is somebody who I know that he was never got an MVP vote officially but he's always been in that conversation up until this season and it's frustrating to watch just how far off of the cliff Shay he fell this year yeah, and I don't know that it's fair to put it all on him. As I said earlier, like, I really don't think that. I do think Russ is a talented quarterback. I think it's a little bit of, like, it's ironic they have the same name, but, like, the Russell Westbrook slander, like, I hate it because they have proven to be very good quality veteran leaders and players in their respective sports for years. And I think it's unfair that when they take a dip or they have an off season, we do this. It's the same thing with Aaron Rodgers too this year. Um, You know, our producer put this on our screen and it's according to the action network in fantasy, Russell Wilson was quarterback 33 this past week. Reminder, there are 32 teams in the NFL. Jordan Love outscored Russell Wilson in one quarter. Like, he's bad. He, he, he's he been really bad. But I also think that's a product of your coach, your scheme, your lack of talent, your lack of understanding in the offense. And, I, I, and Courtney, come on. Do you really think Russell Wilson's not a leader? I don't think that. I do think he knows how to lead a football team. And we've seen that on the sidelines before. I just think it's a combination of no one being on the same page there and And he's maybe not the type of leader to get everyone on the same page. Yeah, I I will say that about his leadership. And this has come out from people like Marshawn Lynch, 
Mm -hmm. like Richard Sherman, Mm -hmm. where you've heard about like Russell Wilson Mm -hmm. making your teammates go through a third party to talk to you. That's not leadership. I don't care what's out there about who came to his birthday and who didn't. That's all BS in my mind. And that's just stupid gossipy rhetoric. But what happened on the sideline after their defense, which is the third best scoring defense in the NFL, Denver Broncos, they held Carolina to a field goal. They did their job. All they're asking is that this offense can get out of the rut that it's in where it can't score points. They've scored fewer than 20 in three straight games, and they're just not very good. And on the flip side of that, you have Russell Wilson standing there, and I don't know if he really does have the right leadership. I don't know if he does have this locker room in a state where they feel like they can get past this because look at what's happening. You're having sideline outbursts. Offense and defensive players do not mesh like that on the sideline, ever. That usually is a sign of something gone wrong and something that's going on inside your building that needs to be fixed. But at this point, this is the Broncos team, Shay, that I think is all past the point of fixing, at least for this season. And Nathaniel Hackett has served as Russell Wilson's scapegoat, his fall guy, for far long enough. If he is out of a job, because all the Vegas odds have him as the next NFL head coach to be relieved of his duties, if he's a one-year wonder in Denver, then we're really going to find out next year about Russell Wilson and just how not good he is anymore, potentially. Maybe this is a one-year thing. Maybe he needs a a better play caller or a better voice in his helmet to help him get back to that level where he was in Super Bowls back in Seattle. But the way that this thing is played out, he's not only exposed himself, he's exposed this entire organization, and next year he might be standing on his own when the people who brought him in here and vouched for him might be out of a job. Really quick, of all the first-year head coaches and the ones we thought were going to be the best, we thought were going to be in the AFC West, like look at what Brian Dable has done, what Mike McDaniel has done on the East Coast, okay? These two teams, Josh McDaniels, I know he's not a first-time head coach, but you understand what I'm saying, like going to a new team, and Nathaniel Hackett have just been – and and even like Eberflus, obviously, like he's at least shown progress with what matters most, and that's the quarterback position. Those two guys in the AFC West have been the most disappointing to me, by far, from anyone else. Okay, sorry, go ahead, Court. No, you're right, and I think that the AFC West is a gigantic disappointment considering the expectations, the movement, the fact that everybody in that division went out and got a pass rusher because they were going to need to defend against these great quarterbacks. Well. One of them has not lived up to the price tag and lived up to the billing that was set forth this season. Coming up next, there's one NFL team no one wants to see in the playoffs. We'll tell you who that is next here on Kenny and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN app. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. 
With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Courtney Cronin, Shay Cornette. Earlier in the show, Shay had an idea that we wanted to throw out to you guys. Triple eight, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. When we're looking at the Super Bowl... And the odds of which teams are going to get there and who have the better odds. Chiefs, Bills, or the Eagles, if you're taking that group, or the field. Shay and I both kind of rest in the field argument because I think the Dallas Cowboys have the better odds. And Shay is leaning towards the San Francisco 49ers. Um, Give me your reasoning, because I know a lot of it has to do with the Jimmy Garoppolo that we're seeing now versus the Jimmy Garoppolo <laughs> we've seen before, how Christian McCaffrey has changed everything. Yep. But I look at this 49ers team, they are so good in, in division play that the road to the NFC West undoubtedly goes through San Francisco and maybe the road towards the divisional playoffs and getting out of that first wild card round will go through San Francisco as well. Yeah, it helps that their division stinks, okay, for one. Number two, I, I just think this Niners squad is – is built to win right now, obviously. I also just think the whole quarterback situation is is hilarious, coincidental, whatever you want to call it. Like, the fact that they went out and gave up the farm to go get Trey Lance, who comes in, gets injured, you have to put in Jimmy Garoppolo, who you tried to trade and you couldn't because he was injured, and now you're in the position you are because your quarterback play is actually pretty decent, and yet the guy you gave up the farm has nothing to do with it. So this whole thing is just ridiculous. And now what if you do go to the Super Bowl? Win or lose, draw, it doesn't matter. What if you do go to the Super Bowl? Then what do you do with Jimmy Garoppolo? That's a discussion for another day. Nonetheless, I do think um, the Niners have the best shot of getting there. I'll take the field, usually always when it's presented to me, because it just always feels like that's the direction things go. I think the Eagles are fantastic, the Chiefs and the Bills all wonderful. I wouldn't be surprised if they were in the Super Bowl. But I like the Niners. Look, they're 16 yards per play. You brought up uh, Christian McCaffrey, obviously. We know what Debo Samuel can do. They have so many weapons at their disposal. And then on the defensive side of the ball, this is the top-scoring defense in the league. They have the sixth highest sack rate, so they get after the quarterback. They have the lowest on the offensive side, the lowest three and out rate in the entire National Football League. So every time they're holding the ball on the off with the offense – they're making plays happen. They're moving down the field. They're moving the chains, and I think that's what you want at the end of the day. I like the Niners. I, their head coach knows how to win. They've been there before. There's veterans on this team. There's leaders on this team. And I, I like their quarterback, too. Give me the Niners. 
And there will be those, Shay, who say that Jimmy Garoppolo is the one thing that's actually in their way of winning sure. the Super Bowl. I don't agree with that. I think that the recency bias of 2020 and what happened in that fourth quarter meltdown that they had, I don't put all of that on Jimmy Garoppolo. Some of that's on Kyle Shanahan for, for getting his playbook at the airport, and you remember that whole fiasco. <laughs> but it seemed to be playing into what he was actually calling in the game. Garoppolo, to me, has proven himself that that narrative might actually be time to be retired because of the way that they have finished games and that truly in a sense of complimentary football, he's the one setting them up and putting them in position to get there. Yeah, and you know what? There will always be that narrative surrounding Jimmy Garoppolo, but I'll say this, Courtney, for those people that say, okay, their quarterback's holding him back, great. Of all the things to be holding them back, if that is your biggest problem right now with the Niners and the way that they were winning football games and all the weapons, I mean, he doesn't have to do too much because of the weapons that they have. And I think that's why they're able to win, whether or not he's the best player on the field or not. So I like the Niners. So who would you take? You like the Cowboys. I do. And I know that we're still waiting day by day to see whether Odell Beckham Jr. is going to end up with Dallas and help kind of bolster their receiving core in ways that they have been seeking. Jerry Jones seemed pretty confident about it. It sounds like all signs are pointing towards it. I just don't know why it has not happened yet. I guess this is the week where he starts visiting teams. So whether he ends up with the Cowboys, the Ravens, I know that the Bills said they were interested and Von Miller was courting him. We shall see. But this is a Cowboys team that has a great test this weekend to once and for all prove that all of the Super Bowl rhetoric around them that is, you know, drummed up by their owner going a little bit uh, too far in, I think, at the point where he made the comments that this is a team that should absolutely contend for a Super Bowl. Like, they play a Colts team in a primetime game this weekend. It's always the week after Thanksgiving where they've got all the like, – they, they can project that they're going to be rested for that next game because they always play on Thursday. And – this is its Colts team that has allowed three and a half sacks per game on their off on offense, which is the worst in the NFL. That's a really good defense. They can feast on that. Micah Parsons, as we know, is off to one of the best starts of any defender at his position in the last 20 years. This is a well-rounded team as well. And I think when you bring the Eagles into this, because they're on the other side of this, where mm-hmm. they are part of the three that you would either take or the rest of the field. Like, we're in the field here, and I think that the Cowboys actually run the field because of what their stretch is here down the final five, six weeks of the season and how well they've played. And that conversation about is the quarterback in the way of that, I feel like Dak, in a way, kind of gets unfairly lumped into that because we haven't seen him in certain ways, live up to that contract, you know, go win a game with your arm at the end, all things like that. And especially trying to buy some revenge coming off of last year's game against the 49ers in the NFC wildcard round. He's got a lot to prove, but I think this Cowboys team is too talented. I think they are trending in the right direction health-wise when they need to. So if I have to go with the field or if I'm going if I'm going with any team in the field, for me it's the Cowboys. Okay, I like this. So Niners, Cowboys, unless there are one more in the mix, I would also throw the Bengals in there. Like, again, I think the Bills, Eagles, Chiefs, great teams definitely could find their way into the Super Bowl. Niners, Cowboys, let's put the Bengals in there too. Okay. And Jamar Chase is coming back this weekend. If you remember a year ago when the Bengals played the Chiefs at home and they beat them, that is when we all kind of started to take them seriously. It was late in the season, and obviously they were able to do it twice, then in the postseason. And then again, I think that is when people said, all right, they slayed the dragon. They can can do this now. Um, I, I think that the Bengals could be dangerous. They're starting to get healthy. They're kind of getting their mojo back. They're protecting the quarterback better. Mm-hmm. Uh, they 
they don't have an easy slate by any stretch of the imagination. They play Kansas City at home this weekend, as I said, and I, to me, I think they win that game. Um, they got w- Cleveland, Tampa Bay. They're on the road at New England, and then Buffalo is a tough one before Baltimore last game of the season. What were you going to say? Well, it was literally to your point. At this point last season, going into week 13, they had the same record. They were 7-4, and four, and they went on lost two games in a row, and they still somehow found their way in the AFC playoff picture and, and being able to get through the round where they did, starting out on the wild card all the way to the Super Bowl. Granted, the AFC is so much more competitive this year than I think it was last year. That might make their chances a little bit harder of repeating that feat. But who's to say that they can't do it again? And to your point, with Jamar Chase coming back, that gives them a weapon that they've been missing for a couple weeks now because he's had that hip injury. And there was a chance that he could have gotten onto the field against Tennessee in their 2016 win last week, but he chose not to. And here's what he had to say about why. I feel good, man. I'm here at practice. I'm smiling. I'm, I'm, I feel good. What's the one thing you want to do this week that you couldn't do or didn't want to do last week? I'm playing a game. <laughs> I'm being honest. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, is there anything, like, cutting or? Uh, not really. Not really. Um, I felt really good last week. I just want to give myself, you know, the right amount of time. I don't want to never rush anything. So I felt good last week running straight and, and you know, making cuts. Yes, last week, you know, I even tried to make cuts on, on my hurt leg hard as I could. You know, I didn't really feel nothing. So, you know, I felt good about it. And a week ago, they didn't have Joe Mixon either, Court. And so they could get Jamar Chase and Joe Mixon back if he does clear concussion protocol. And that could be huge for this Bengals team, especially down the stretch. Yeah, absolutely. If you get healthy at the right time, especially the month of December, good things typically happen for you or if you are a team in the hunt. Jamar Chase did go on to say about that Tennessee game that he held himself out of that for precautionary reasons. Maybe he could have gone. It was safer that he didn't. And now it looks like he's going to be getting ready for this weekend, being back in action in Week 13. And Jamar Chase wasn't the only star in the AFC North that will return this week. We'll get into that next here on Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? We were expecting. 
expecting to hear from Deshaun Watson today. He returned to the practice field after his 11-game suspension came to a close entering week 13. But he was MIA. He was there on the practice field, but not at the lectern. Why? Nobody seems to know. This is Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Shea Cornette, Courtney Cronin, hanging with you here on this Wednesday afternoon. Let's ask somebody who might have the answers to that. It's Jake Trotter, ESPN NFL Nation Browns reporter, who was there in Berea today. Jake, were you expecting that Deshaun was going to speak, and were you given a reason as to why he did not talk today? Yeah, he was supposed to speak today. That had been the plan. And started to hear, you know, late morning that it might not happen. And then, you know, we got official word around, I don't know, like 11 that he wasn't going to speak. You know, he was in the locker room. He just wasn't going to talk to reporters today. We don't know the reason. It's unclear why he didn't talk today. It's it's unclear if he's going to talk tomorrow or Friday or Sunday. Uh, We haven't gotten any kind of firm answer about what the plan is. And as you guys know, uh, you know, the the starting quarterbacks in the NFL, you know, have to talk uh, every week leading into the game. He's the starting quarterback of the Browns now. Uh, Hasn't spoken to the media here since August 18th. So I guess we'll show up tomorrow and see what happens. Do you anticipate he will talk prior to the game on Sunday, Jake? I think it's like 50, 50. I don't know that it's a lock either way. I mean, I thought, there was a pretty good chance he was going to speak today because I, I kept hearing, you know, being told that. Now, right. it sounded like he might talk a couple of weeks ago when he first returned to practice on November 14th. That didn't happen. Um, you know, I think there was some talk about him talking last week, the Wednesday afternoon before Thanksgiving. That didn't happen. And so it just seemed like, well, he's going to talk today, obviously. And then it didn't happen either. So I, I don't know what's going to happen um it wouldn't surprise me if you didn't speak at all this week um and uh, you know wouldn't be stunned if at some point he did talk before friday well if he doesn't speak they're subject to fines and obviously the browns know that deshaun watson knows that maybe they have no mm-hmm. issue not putting him out in front of the media at some point though he has to talk after the game so whether the whether he wants to address these issues now and some of the questions from his suspension because those are going to come he'll either have to do it after the game or at some point this season jake trotter espn nfl nation browns reporter joining us here on canty and carlin so we didn't hear from him but you did see him in practice in your short window that you get to watch uh at the beginning how did he look he looks like Deshaun Watson on the field, and it's not so much what we've seen because, you know, you're, you, you only get a glimpse, uh, you're 20 minutes or so, and then you're escorted off uh, the practice field. It's what his teammates have said that I think that really stand out. You know, I, I asked Denzel Ward today, you know, the Browns Pro Bowl cornerback, you know, is there a play that sticks out to you uh, with Deshaun Watson from practice these last couple of weeks? And, and he said no. And the reason is because he makes so many plays in practice. You know, every pass that Watson throws, Ward said, is on the money. And so he couldn't really single out any particular play. Uh, There have been several guys that have have raved about Watson's accuracy uh, in practice. And and even though Watson did not talk today, you know, from his teammates, you definitely sense the excitement uh, that he is coming back because he is, you know, such a talented quarterback. 
Hey, Jake, really quick before we let you go, like obviously with Deshaun coming back in the fold, outside of the quarterback questions, now the question is what can he do with this Browns team? I know you've only seen him, as you just said, in, in limited amounts of time because of the access that you are given, but do you think that this is the guy that could essentially right the ship for the Browns, meaning they could go on a playoff push here down the stretch? Yeah, I don't think there's any question that they could put themselves in the mix. You know, they're 4-7, and seven, but they have a fairly manageable schedule uh, these last six games. On the other hand, their offense has been pretty good all season. Like, they're 6th or 7th in the league in efficiency. Uh, Jacoby Brissett is not Deshaun Watson, but Brissett was 7th in the NFL in QBR. Like, he was not their issue. Their issue has been not very good defense, not very good special teams, you know, questionable decision-making in, in key moments from the sideline. So, uh, you know, Watson is is talented enough to overcome some of that. I don't know if he's talented enough, especially having not played in 700 days, to overcome all of it to the point that they go 6-0 and here down the stretch to make the playoffs, which I think they're going to have to get to 10-7 and uh, to make the playoffs. They're going to have to go 6-0. and That feels like kind of a stretch at this point, even if Watson is – the version of himself we saw in 2019 and 2020, which I think, given the rust he's probably going to have, uh, is no sure bet. A 7% chance right now to make the postseason, and their run these final six weeks of the regular season begins with a 1-9-1 and Houston team on the road this week. He is Jake Trotter, ESPN NFL Nation Browns reporter, joining Courtney Cronin and Shea Cornette here on Canty and Carlin. Jake, thanks for the time. Appreciate it. Okay, thanks, guys. Have a good night. Just a reminder, it is V Week here at ESPN where we partner with the V Foundation to highlight the urgent need for cancer research. Super important, this game-changing research that helps save lives. You can join the fight, too, against cancer by joining, visiting the V.org slash donate, V.org slash donate. 100% of your donation goes directly to cancer research. Great cause here that we go through every year at the end of November here at ESPN. All right, coming up next, rounding out the show, one NFL star not pulling punches when talking about his former quarterback. We'll tell you who with this groundbreaking interview that just dropped next on Candy and Carlin. Check out Candy and Carlin, weekdays on ESPN Radio.